0: to 2 Samuel chapter 23 and I want to continue my series entitled Strong, Being Strong in Tough Times and I want to talk about a, a very courageous young man in the Bible his name is Beniah. 2 Samuel chapter 23 verse 20 Beniah, the son of Jehduah a valiant fighter from Kedzeel who performed great exploits he struck down two of Moab's best men and he also went down into a pit on a snowy day and killed a lion. Wow. He also struck down an Egyptian. Although the Egyptian had a spear in his hand, Beniah went against him with a club. He snatched the spear from the Egyptian's hand and killed him with his own spear. Such are the exploits of Benaiah. This is a very courageous young man. And this morning as I continue to talk about being strong, I believe with all my heart that God wants us to be strong in our core convictions. He wants us to be strong in prayer. He wants us to be strong in faith. Everybody say, I will be strong in faith. He wants us to be strong in the power of the Spirit. He wants us to be strong in the face of everything that we go through in our life. He wants us to be strong in the face of persecution. He wants us to be strong in the face of adversity. He wants us to be strong in his grace and in his mercy. He wants us to be strong leaders. He wants us to have strong families. He wants us to be strong so that we can bring glory to his name and to his kingdom. Somebody say amen. He wants us to be strong so that he can use us to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. He wants us to be strong. Somebody say, God wants me to be strong. God told Joshua to be strong in the Lord. He said, be strong and be courageous. And so God is calling us to be strong in these days, that God wants to raise up strong Christians, strong disciples, that God wants to raise up strong families so that we can be a reflection of the glory of God to our neighborhoods, let me tell you what, the church is still the answer for this world. Jesus Christ is still the answer for this world. Jesus Christ is still the answer for your family. Jesus Christ is still the answer for this community. And Jesus Christ is still the answer that's gonna turn around our world so that we can see God do great things, not only in our families, but in this world. Somebody say amen. But the truth is, there's a lion in your way. There's a lion that you're going to have to face in your life to get what you want from God. See, God wants to bless you, but you have to face some giants in your life. You're going to have to face some adversity in your life, and you're certainly going to have to face some lions in your life. But you see, Jesus said, from the beginning of days, the kingdom of God has suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. Now, when we think of Jesus, we think of Jesus with a little staff and a couple of sheep and a, little, a couple of kids, and he's, and he's got them sitting on their left, and he's just so like, he's humble. But Jesus says that the kingdom of God has suffered violence. What does he mean by that? He means that, man, people come against the kingdom. It's always about the kingdom of God, and the people come against the kingdom. The enemy wants to destroy the kingdom, and the kingdom has always had to face incredible adversity. And if you want to be a disciple in the kingdom of God, get ready for adversity in your life. Get ready for persecution in your life. Get ready for somebody to push against you and against your faith. But Jesus said that the violent take it by force. And he's talking about being strong. He's talking about having conviction. He's talking about having great faith. And he's telling every one of us that we're going to have to face some giants and lions in our life. And Beniah is willing to face the lion in his life. In other words, the kingdom of God is is filled with incredible riches. The kingdom of God is filled with untold rewards. The kingdom of God is filled with God-sized miracles. I'm going to say that again. The kingdom of God is filled with God-sized miracles. And God wants you to experience a God-sized miracle in your life. Somebody help me out and say amen. amen. But in order to get your God-sized miracle, in order to see God bless you in your life, sometimes you're going to have to jump into the pit and face the lions in your life. Now who is Beniah? What did he do? Why did he jump in a pit and kill a lion? Well, the Bible tells us that Benaiah actually was known for his courage, and Benaiah actually was the son of a priest, of a Jewish priest. And that captured my attention for a few moments, that, that Benaiah's father was a Jewish priest. And I thought to myself that here's a man who, who showed his son how to be courageous, he showed his son how to love God and to trust God and to be loyal. See, Beniah was very loyal to David. He was one of David's mighty men, the Bible say. And Beniah did three things. The first thing that Beniah did is he killed two Moabites. They were huge men. And the Bible says that he killed two Moabites at one time. And then the Bible says that Beniah he, he confronts an Egyptian giant. This guy was Huge. And the Bible says that Beniah takes his own spear and kills the giant with his own spear. Now where did Benaiah learn how to be a giant killer? He learned how to be a giant killer from David. You see here's the deal when you do giant things in your life, when you do great things in your life people are watching you and they're saying you know what I can do the same thing he did. If he can kill a lion and he can kill a bear then I can kill a giant myself. You see when you when you have faith in your life and when you go against the giant in your life and you believe God that God's going to use you. Somebody else is watching and you can be a testimony somebody else to say, you know what? I faced a lion in my life, and I faced a bear in my life, and I faced some giants in my life. I faced sickness in my life, and I faced addictions in my life, and I faced all kinds of problems, but I know that my God is faithful. Why? Because he's seen me through. He can deliver you because he's delivered me. Come on, somebody say amen. Glory to God. Now, it doesn't say why Benaiah goes down into this pit. He kills a giant, he kills two Moabites, and then he's known for actually on a snowy day jumping in the pit and killing a lion. No, it doesn't tell us why he did it. He was a lion chaser. It doesn't tell us why he actually did it. It doesn't say that he was forced into the pit. It doesn't say he was forced into an arena to face a, a lion and he had to kill him because he had no choice. It doesn't say that, that perhaps he was starving to death even though it was a snowy day and who knows why. It doesn't tell us why Benaiah would do such a, a, a stupid thing. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, listen, and I, I've gone to the Bronx Zoo, and, and lions, lions are cute. I mean, come on. I love lions, you know, Lion King, you know, and stuffed lions, you know, and, and they're like, you know, lions are like just so they're calm. You know, they don't, they don't roar around a lot and, you know, they don't, I'm going to, you know, they just hang out, you know, just. Yeah. I mean, like, if you go to the zoo, you'll see them. They're just sitting there. And, you know, and, and, and I got to be honest with you, they look so cute. They're like little cats, you know, big cats. And, you know, I just want to, I want to pet one. I want to pet a lion one day do. I'm like, I just want to pet him. Nice kitty, kitty, kitty. And then I want the lion to roll over and pet him on the stomach. <laughs> They're really cute. And, and I have to tell you, you know, there have been times that I've been in the zoo that I felt like climbing over the fence. You know, I mean, that's the sadistic part of who I am that you don't know about, you know, just get in there with them, you know, just kind of hang out with the lions, right? You know, there was a woman who actually was at the zoo I was watching it on TV this early this morning, and she actually got so close to the cage, she was trying to actually get a picture of a grizzly bear, and that grizzly bear grabbed a hold of her and started chomping on her leg. And I'm thinking to myself, the poor lady, she's really stupid. <laughs> to get that close to that grizzly bear. They had to pry her away, and she could have died, you know. But, but, but why would he do such a thing? Why would he jump in the pit? With a lion, I mean, if I, if I, if there was a lion in there, I'd run the other way. I mean, we're not talking about a squirrel, you know, you know, like, you know. There's a show on TV, the Turtle Man. You know, he's just kind of like this redneck. Am I allowed to say that? Am I allowed to say that? Nobody's watching this down south, right? He was a like, he was a southerner who stayed in the sun a little too long, and he got a redneck. like, this dude is crazy, you know. And if you got like a squirrel in your house or you got a snake in the house, this guy's going in the house. He says, shut the doors. I'm going to come out with it. And he comes out with the squirrel. Hey, got it. I got it. (laughs) You know? I mean, one time actually there was a bunch of truck tires and it was in the yard and there was something in the bottom of the truck tires. And the guy literally just jumps into the truck tires and he's gone. You don't see him anymore. And he comes out and he goes, I got it. (laughs) You know? like, Dude, this guy's crazy, you know? I mean, you know, I lived in Florida for a little while. I saw a rattlesnake. I'm gone. I'm not staying around, you know. I'm going, right? And so, you know, it seems like why in the world would he do this? Maybe he climbed down into the pit because he wanted something that was standing in his way. You know, maybe on the other side of the lion there was something there that he wanted so badly that he was willing to risk his life. Maybe he jumped into the pit because he was hungry. It was a snowy day. And he realized that that was the only food he would get. Maybe somebody just simply dared him to jump in. It was like, you know what? David killed a lion. You should kill a lion too. And he just, I'll I'll show you. Maybe he wanted to mount that lion on his wall. I don't know why he jumped into the pit. But I do know this. The only thing that was standing in his way was fear. It was the only thing. He's known for his courageous acts. I mean, in the annals of history, in biblical history, Benaiah is known as a courageous man. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not recommending that you go to the zoo and climb over the fence and pet a lion. But the truth is we all have something. We all have something that God wants to give us and bless us with in our life. And we all have something in our life that we want to accomplish and it really, it really requires a lot of courage on our part. For some of you, it may be that God is calling you to launch out and trust God to open up a business. For some of you, God may say, may be saying to you today that he wants you to go back to school, that you've got a couple of kids and, and, and you're, you're really working hard and you've got a lot of bills, but God wants you to go back to school and get your degree because he wants to use you in a, in a certain way. Some of you maybe are older in life, and God's saying, I want you to leave everything and, and be courageous enough to follow me on the mission field. Let me tell you something. We need to instill that faith into our children, and I'm so proud. I am so proud of my daughter, Janine. She's a registered nurse. She's getting her master's degree in public health, and she said that I want to serve. She said, Dad, I want to serve on the mission field for two years, and then I'll find out what else God has for me. And she could be looking for a job right now, trying to set herself up and set her life up, but she's got a passion in her heart, and she's got some courage to say, I'm willing to do whatever it takes, and I applaud my daughter. Would you do that for me? Let's applaud her and say thank you for setting the example. To say, yes, I'm willing to do that. Man, I love that. I love the courage. I'm gonna be crying a lot. You know, the truth of the matter is is I've got two daughters leaving the house in the same year and somebody was saying, well, what are you gonna do with their room? And I said, well, one of their rooms is gonna be a crying room. I'm gonna put a rocking chair in there. I'm just gonna cry. (laughs) Where's my daughters? (laughs) But it takes courage. Some of you, you need to get the help. You need help in your life. You need to get the help to overcome an addiction in your life. Or maybe it's to take that first step to be reconciled with someone you love or to confront an issue in your life that is holding you captive, that is holding you back. Maybe for some of you it's to let go of something that's holding on to your life, to break the chain over your life. It could be a bad relationship or it could be a security blanket in your life. And the truth is you are paralyzed by fear in your life. And the only thing that's standing in the way of you getting what God wants you to have or accomplishing what God wants you to do is fear right in the middle. And it's, and it's like a lion, and it's roaring, and it's really loud. You know that you can hear the, the roar of a lion almost five miles away. You see, the Bible says the devil is like a roaring lion, and he roars at you. And he, he roars into your ear, and he tells you you're never going to make it. You're never going to be anything. Your family is going to be destroyed. And he wants to scare you. He wants to paralyze you with fear. The devil's telling some of you, if you step out in faith, I'll be waiting right there to eat you alive. That's why Peter tells us that your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone he can devour. But we are called to resist him and stand firm in our faith. Come on, somebody. The Bible doesn't say where to run away from him. It doesn't say that we're to cower in the corner, but the Bible says that we're to jump into the pit and resist the devil and he will flee. Come on, somebody say amen. So let me ask you a question. What do you want in your life? Evidently, Benaiah said, this is worth fighting for. This is worth jumping into a pit for. What do you really want? Do you want to be healed? Do you want to be reconciled with your spouse? Do you want to be in ministry? Do you want to change in your life? Do you want to quit living in bondage? Listen to me. If you're going to get what you want, if you're going to accomplish what you want to accomplish, if you're going to overcome so that you can live an overcoming life, you're going to have to face your fears. In fact, you're going to have to run to your fears instead of away from your fears. David runs to his fear see david david understood that there's some things that are worth fighting for and you see here's the truth the truth is fear is minimized when we recognize there are some some things in our life that are worth fighting for have you have you ever gotten so mad i mean so mad that you weren't afraid anymore you know, sometimes we're timid. We don't want to address a situation in our life. But you see, the pain of staying the same becomes greater than the pain of change. And then we get so good and, and sick and tired of being sick and tired, and we get so angry at the devil, and we get so angry at our situation. Or we might even get so angry at another person that we jump in the pit and say, okay, I'm ready now! Devil, you've pushed me far enough! You've messed with me too much! And now I'm coming out. You see, I believe that the church is the sleeping giant. And I believe the church has the the lion of Judah. And I believe that the church is being pushed in the corner. And I believe that the devil is slapping the church around. But God is allowing that to happen so that we can get good and ready and good and and mad at the enemy and say, you know what? I had enough of you. Because there's certain things in life that are worth fighting for. You got to figure that out. You have to figure out what in your life is worth fighting for. Is it your family? Is it your marriage? Is it your kids? Some of us, we are prayerless. We think that our kids are just going to come into the kingdom of God and they're going to serve the Lord and everything is going to be great in our life, and we're not praying. Let me tell you something. You're going to get on your knees one day. And you're gonna get so good and mad at the devil because he's trying to steal, destroy your kid. And you're gonna roll up your sleeve one day and say, come on, devil, come on, come on, come on. My kids are worth fighting for. My marriage's worth fighting for. My family's worth fighting for. My community is worth fighting for. Hallelujah. There's certain things that are worth fighting for. I love David. David is a man. He's 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 not even a man. He's a boy but he recognizes there's some things that are worth fighting for in life. You know the story, David's dad tells David, David, listen, your brothers are out on the field and there's this incredibly big giant and he keeps on taunting the the enemies of of the Philistines and he keeps on taunting the armies of the living God. I want you to go out there and I want you to bring to your brothers a bowl of, yeah, come on. I want you to bring a bola of- and you know what? I don't want you to only bring a bowl of pasta fazool but we got a multi-ethnic uh, community there so I want you to bring some oxtail and I want you to bring some curry goat and I want you to bring some roast con pollo, and I'm going to put it in Tupperware for you and I want you to bring it to your brothers because they're starving right now. And I could just see uh, I could see David walking up the mountain and he's listening to this, 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 this giant and the giant is screaming out and he's saying you guys are all a bunch of cowards. He said you guys are a bunch of cowards that." serve a God that's dead. And David's getting madder and madder as he's walking up the mountain. He's hearing this uncircumcised Philistine. And he's ridiculing. And he's mocking the armies of the living God. And the Bible says that David comes to his brothers. And I could just see him with all of those Tupperwares. He throws them on the ground. And his brother's like, what? What Are you crazy? I'm starving. And David looks at his brother and said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should come against the armies of the living God? Who is this guy who's mocking my God? Who is this guy who's mocking my brothers? who is this God who is this this person this giant that's coming against my brothers let me tell you something there are some things in life that you've got to fight for and you've got to figure out this is good it's done I need to do this thing and I'm sure that David was afraid I'm sure that David was his knees were knocking when he saw that giant but I'm telling you what he was so mad because there are some things that are worth fighting for. Friend, let me tell you something. Your family is worth fighting for. Your children are worth fighting for. This country, this country we live in is worth fighting for, glory to God. And David faces that giant because there's just some things that are just worth fighting for. Let me be honest with you. I'm just, I just had it. I've had it with sin in this country. You know, this young man comes to my house and, and I, you know, I got cable, but I got the family package, the basic package, because you can't watch TV unless you pay for it these days. It's crazy. And and if you don't pay for it, you get two, five, seven, nine, and 11, and they're worse than the other channels that you got to pay for. So the guy comes to my house and he says, listen, he says, we're, we're selling files, And look, we're gonna give you a package for the same price that you're paying right now for the basic that you have. We're gonna give you some more channels. I'm like, all right, you know, there's nothing on TV. Maybe there's something else on those other channels. Let me tell you something, there ain't nothing on those other channels, (laughs) but garbage. So I'm flipping through the channels a couple of days ago. And I'm, I'm telling you, I saw pornography on TV. I was so disgusted I turned off the TV I jumped off my bed I went into my kitchen I got on the phone and I got a files representative on the phone and I said ma'am ma'am let me tell you something ma'am I was just assaulted she's like what's going on what are you talking about I'm telling you I said ma'am I was just assaulted I said we got to talk about our package right now she thinks I'm a lunatic on the other line I said, you know what, I got this package, and I got these channels, and it's, it's not good. And I said to her, I said, listen to me, I got kids, and I stopped myself. At that very moment, I stopped myself. I said, no, I don't just have kids. I don't want to be offended like that anymore. I'm a minister, I'm a man of God, and I don't want that in my house any longer. I said, change the package. I don't want it in my house, because I'm being assaulted. I'm letting the enemy into my house. See, there's certain things that you just got to get good and mad about so that you can fight for it and say you know what this is the way it's going to be i'm jumping into that pit because i believe in certain things what do you believe in what are the things that you hold so dear in your life that you're willing to die for that you would say to yourself you know what i'd rather die fighting the lion than running away from the lion. you know why because lion chasers know that the bigger their God is, the smaller the lion becomes. The bigger their God is, the smaller their lion becomes. You know a lion, the enemy, he's a big bully. But when you face up to him in the power of the spirit, he has to run. Resist the enemy and he will flee. I love Daniel. love David. I love Daniel daniel's a young man who was taken from his homeland and he has such character he is a strong man on the inside and the bible says as a young man the king king nebuchadnezzar can see this guy's got some character he's loyal and faithful and he's a hard worker and the bible says in daniel chapter 6 that that the king of babylon recognizes that daniel is a man of character and he raises him up in authority and now Daniel is actually overseeing all of this um, his administration the Bible says the other counselors and satraps they got jealous of him let me tell you something when God begins to bless you and use you people are going to get jealous of you it's just the way it is They're going to envy you because the blessing of God is on your life. The anointing of God is on your life. The power of God is on your life. And God is using you. And the favor of men is on your life as well. And they don't like that. Watch out. There's lions out there. And they became jealous of Daniel. And the Bible says that they went to the king. After thinking for a while. They went to the king. And they asked the king to make a decree. Why did they ask the king to make that decree? Because the Bible says that they searched high and low to find something wrong with Daniel. They wanted to find something wrong with his character. They wanted to see if he was skimming off the top. If he was leaving work early when he should have stayed until 5 o'clock. But they couldn't find anything about him. Anything about his administration. Anything about his character. So they said, we can't find anything bad about Daniel. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to find something about his God. He said, we're going to find something about what he does to serve and worship his God. And we're going to trick the king into making an edict against this this God that he is serving. And the Bible says, they went to the king and they said, oh king, for 30 days make an edict where no one can pray to any god except for you and you alone. And so the king thought, that's a really good idea. I want to be a god this month. And the Bible says that he issued a decree that no one was to pray to their gods for 30 days. And I love what Daniel does. The Bible says in Daniel chapter 6, when Daniel finds out, what the king says and does he goes up into his apartment. He throws open the window and he begins to cry out, Oh God! The God of Jacob. The God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. The God who is the God who created the heavens and the earth. I hope you can hear me down there. The God that, the God that loves me and cares about me. The God of Israel. I serve and worship Him. And the Bible says that they heard Him worshiping their God. Listen to me. He didn't go into his prayer closet, put on his walkman and say, Oh God, God, you're so wonderful. I hope nobody will hear me. Oh, I worship you, God. Oh, I'm, I'm speaking a little too loud right now. <laughs> Bible says he opened his window. And three times a day, he worshiped his living God. And they heard Daniel. Listen to me. When you're worshiping God with all your heart, your life will speak volumes. And let me tell you, it will turn the volume up when you're when you're with people because they're going to see it. Yesterday, all of you people that helped us with Convoy of Hope, you were speaking the language of heaven. People were seeing God in your life. You were shouting, even though you weren't talking, your lifestyle was shouting that they may see your good works and glorify God that is in heaven. Come on, somebody say amen. Glory to God. (laughs) And I love what the Bible says. It says that the king, he didn't sleep all night. Why? Because the Bible also tells us that they took Daniel and they threw him in the lion's den. The lion's pit. Why? Because Daniel refused to stop praying and seeking God. The Bible says that the king, he was so frazzled and upset about it because he had made an edict and now he had to throw his buddy in the lion's den. Bible says that the king didn't sleep all night. He fasted and at daybreak the king comes. Listen to me. This is good. This is good. Listen to me. At daybreak he tells the men, lift the lid off the lion's den and he looks inside and he says, Old Daniel, Old Daniel, tell me that your God has rescued you. And Daniel said, O king, my God has rescued me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Here's the difference. Here's the difference between fear and faith. When it's your God, when he becomes your God, you can face lions in your life. When he's not your God, you don't know what I'm talking about. You don't know how to face lions. You don't know how to face drug addiction. You don't know how to face alcoholism. You don't know how to face the problems in your life. But when you know he's your God and he's on your side, you can face anything in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah he's my god come on say with me he's my god he's my god he's not somebody else's god he's my god hallelujah and when when he becomes your god the greater your god is the smaller the lions become let me tell you i don't know what your god is like but my god is high and lifted up my God is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. My God is Jehovah Jireh. He always provides. My God is Jehovah Shalom. He's with me in the lion's That My God is Jehovah to seek him. He is my righteousness. My God is Jehovah Nissi. He is my banner over me. Hallelujah. My God is the Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's the Lion of Judah. He's the one who was and is and always will be. He's the one who created the heavens and the earth my God is a great God my God is a mighty God my God is an awesome God I said my God is an awesome God hallelujah my God. He's my God. He's an awesome God. He's an holy God. He's a righteous God. He's the God of God. He's the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. And one day, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess because he's my God. And my God will rescue me. My God will deliver me. My God will see me through. And my God will finish the work that he began in me. He's my God. Hallelujah. I said he's my God. He's my God. I said, he's my God, he's my God, he's my God, and he's your God, hallelujah, he's the God who will deliver, he's the God who will do awesome things in your life, he's my God, he's your God, hallelujah, and he's always on time, come on, somebody say amen, glory to God, he's my God, come on, stand to your feet and worship the Lord, I said, he's my God. He's my God. Come on, stand to your feet right now. Worship my God. Come on, somebody worship my God with me today. Give the Lord a clap offering and worship my God. I said he's my God. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody worship the Lord with me. I said, somebody worship the Lord with me today. Why did Beniah go into the pit? I suppose Beniah went into the pit because he knew that if he didn't deal with that lion, that lion was going to come back. I think that Beniah jumped into the pit because he's thinking. I got some sons and daughters, I got some relatives, I got some neighbors, and if I don't take care of that lion, that lion's going to come back and eat me alive. And I'm here to tell you today, I'm here to tell some of you today that if you don't face the lion in your life, it's going to come back and eat your family alive. The Bible says the sins of the parents. A visit upon the children. The lions of the parents. The lions that we don't face today. Will become the very thing. That destroys our children. Today is the day of salvation. Man it's scary to jump in that pit. And it's scary to face the lions in our life. But there's only one way we're going to get what God called us to get. We got to fight for it. Maybe you're here today and you say, Pastor Steve, I don't know that God. I can tell you get excited about your God, but I don't know that God. That's not my God. My God is a God of vengeful wrath who drives me so hard. My God is a God of religion. My God is a dead statue. My God is a dead Jesus on a, on a, on a cross my God is a, a risen Savior who's seated in heavenly places who's seated at the right hand of the Father in glory my God is coming back when the trumpet of God shall sound and the dead in Christ shall rise and we that remain shall be caught up to meet Him in the air my God is the God who will come and reign and rule and Pastor I don't know that God I don't know if, that if I would die today that that God would take me into His heaven with every head bowed and every eye closed in this place today, you say, Pastor Steve, would you pray for me? I want to know that God. I want to know that if I died today, I'd go to heaven. You see, with your head bowed, your eyes closed, I want to tell you something. Lion chasers know that playing it safe is too risky. It's way too risky to play it safe. So you want to play it safe in your life? Man, i tell you what. I'm sick and tired of playing it safe in my life. Hey, look at me for a moment. Look at me for a moment. I can't tell you how heavy burdens can be for a pastor and then put on top of that a hundred other churches that I have to oversee and then put on top of that a convoy of hope outreach where you have to raise a hundred thousand dollars and you have to pray that churches will join you in this and you're responsible because you're signing on the dotted line and if no one if no one else stands with you and you can't raise the money outside and you can't get the volunteers to show up then you're responsible. And man, i tell you what, God put me through the of this weekend. You know, God, I started looking at the weather 10 days out. I don't know why, but I started looking at the weather 10 days out. I was like, okay. And 10 days out, it said it was going to rain on Saturday. Nine days out, rain. Eight days out. I'm going on the website. How trustworthy are 10-day forecasts? And the weatherman. Thursday, it's going to start raining, and it's going to rain really bad. And Friday morning, I get up, and it's still kind of calm. But Friday afternoon, the the lion starts to roar. The lion starts to roar. By 7 o'clock that night, I'm thinking to myself, God, I hope the volunteers are going to show up, God. Because it took me one hour to go about five miles. People were driving in, in flooded areas. I mean, it was flooded. And I'm thinking to myself, God, why do you got to do this to me every time? I'm like, I'm like, God, I even called him dude. I'm sorry, God, I call you dude. I was like, dude, why do you got to do this to me? I mean, why can't you make it easy? You know, just give me sunshine. You know, the Lord said to me, the Lord said to me, I do this to keep you on your knees seeking me. Because if, if I gave it, if it was so easy for you, you wouldn't be praying. And God knows I was praying. Man, I got up on, sun, on Friday, on Saturday morning, and I saw the sun. I said, hallelujah. My God! My God! Hallelujah! My God is faithful! Hallelujah! But you can't see the victory. You can't see the deliverance. You can't see the chains broken in your life unless you go in the lion's pit. you got to face the lying in your life. I said you got to face the lying in your life. So now bow your heads again. You're here today and you say, Pastor Steve, I'm not certain that if I die today in the balcony, I'm not certain if I died today, I'd go to heaven. I need to know Jesus. I want you to raise your hand quickly right now, all across this place right now, all across this place, raise your hands in the balcony. Let me see those hands, raise them high, raise them high. You see, you can't play it safe. You play it safe and you don't give your life to the Lord. It's too risky. What does it profit a man if he should gain the respect of everyone else and gain the world, yet he should forfeit his very soul? I'm gonna ask you one more time. How many of you in this room, if you died right now, are you positively sure that you would go to heaven? If you're not sure, and you'd say, Pastor Steve, I'm not sure that I would go to heaven. I don't know if I have a relationship with the Lord. I want you to raise your hands right now in this place. God bless you. I want you to start moving out of your seat in the balcony and say, I'm not playing it safe anymore. I'm giving my life to Jesus. Come on. Get out of your seat if you raised your hand and meet me right here. Say, I need Jesus in my life. I need God in my life today. Come on. Come on. You say, Lord, I need to serve you today and I need to know that if I die, I'd go to heaven. I need some more people right now to start praying for those that are in the seats that they will not play it safe, but that they're going to give their life to Jesus. Anybody else? Let's give this young lady a big hand right now. Hallelujah. Anybody else? You say, Pastor, pray for me. Now let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. How many of you in this place, you got some lions in your life? You got a lion in your life you got something that you got to face in your life. I want to see your hand right now. I want to see your hands. I want you to get out of your seat right now and come right up to this altar and say, I'm not playing it safe. I'm going to deal with the lion in my life. Come on. All across this place, in the balcony, come out of your seat and say, I'm going to deal with my lion today. Hallelujah. I need courage in my life. Come on. Don't let me yell. I got no voice. Don't let me yell. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Some of you say, you know what? I got to jump in the pit. I got to jump in the pit. Man, you can't can't go around the pit. Some of you, you have been double-minded in your life. The Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. And you've been coming to the pit, but then you change your mind and you run because of fear. And some of you are gripped with fear today how many of you in this place you're gripped with fear today you're afraid and you want to be delivered from fear you want those chains to be broken in your life you say if i do this and i step out and i face my lion i may get devoured you know somebody once said this to me listen to me somebody once said the more you do for god the more the devil comes against you and you know what i'm sick and tired of hearing that nonsense I'm sick and tired of tell, having people tell me, the more I do for God, the more... Listen to me. The devil's going to eat you alive. He's going he's to claw on you, and he's going to drag your soul to hell. Don't you tell me the more you do for God, the less the devil's going to fight with you or come against you. He wants your soul. He wants your soul in hell. How much harder can it be? How much worse can it can be than him dragging your soul to hell? If you don't stand up to him right now and you don't say, devil, I want you to know that I'm a child of God. I know who I am and I know my God is going to deliver me. Then you know what? He's going to eat you alive. I said he's going to eat you alive. You got to look him straight in the face and say, you are going to come down. Giant, you're coming down. Lion, you're coming now let me tell you something here's what Jesus did hallelujah when Jesus died on the cross for your sins look at me listen to me focus in on me for a moment when Jesus died on the cross for your sins the Lion of Judah came down from heaven he died on that cross and when he died on the cross he shed his spotless blood He finished his work, and spiritually and physically, between the time that he had died and been placed in the tomb, and he rose up again on that third day, he went down to hell, and he grabbed the neck of the the lion who roars, the Bible says the devil's like a roaring lion, he grabbed his neck, and he said, you are now defeated by my blood glory to god and he made an open spectacle of him and he triumphed over him through the grave and through the cross so you have you have nothing to fear but fear itself because you're a child of god i'm going to ask you in the balcony one more time listen to me i came all the way up to that balcony today and if i can climb those stairs after working all day yesterday and after I just preached like I did in the first service and got to preach another one in the third service you could come out of that balcony I'm gonna ask you right now once again you got a lion in your life you got fear in your life those that are in the cafe you got a lion in your life you got fear in your life you got something that you got to bring to the cross and deal with it today but you're afraid to deal with it, I want you to get out of your seat in the balcony and come join me right here. If you're watching this via live stream right now, I want you to get on your knees before the Lord right now and say, God, please forgive me for my rebellion. And God, help me to have courage to face the alcoholism in my life. Some of you need to go to Team Challenge. Some of you need to go to a drug, a rehabilitation center. Some of you need to go to marriage counseling. Some of you need to repent of your sins and get right with God. Because God wants to do a work in your life. And the only thing that's standing between you and what God wants to bless you with is your own sin. And that's a line in your life. But Jesus can break the chains. I said in the name of Jesus, Jesus can break the chains. Hallelujah. Come on.
1: Bring every chain, break every chain, break every chain. Break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. Breaking every chain, bring every chain, bring every chain. Break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power. There is power in the name of Jesus. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. There is power in the name of Jesus. Break every chain. Break every chain. Break every chain. break every chain 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 break
0: every chain how many of you you got some chains that need to be broken today lions, some lions that are roaring but God can break the chains today hallelujah, I want you to raise your hands right now I want you to raise your hands with me and I want you to stay with me today I am a lion chaser God thank you you give me courage and strength Jump into that pit and confront the lions in my life. Lion, you've got to come down because my God will deliver me. My God is great. And in the name of Jesus, every change, every change, every 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 change.
1: Break every chain. 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 every chain. Break every and His power in the name of Jesus. And His power in the name of Jesus. Break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. Break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. There's an honor rising up Come on army, let's sing it out
0: There's an army
1: rising up There's an army rising up To break every chain To break every chain 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 Break every chain.
0: Listen to me. Mark Patterson once said this. Listen to me. What if the life you really want, what if the life you really want and the future God wants for you is hiding right now in your biggest problem and your worst failure, your greatest fear what if the life that God has for you is hiding in your biggest problem in your greatest fear what if it's right there but you don't want to touch it because you're afraid God breaks fear one step at a time what's that one step you need to take today listen to me look at me what's that one step that you need to take is it total surrender to God Is to say, God, I let go. I let go, God. I'm not holding on anymore. Lord, I'm not holding on to to the things that I can't hold on to. Maybe it's a sin in your life. Maybe it's an addiction in your life. And you need to pick up that phone. The first step. The first step is the hardest step. You need to pick up that phone and say, I'm addicted. I'm addicted and I need help. I need somebody to come and help me. Maybe it's that first phone call you need to make with that person that you need to be reconciled to. It's that first step. And that first step, man, and let me tell you, every step you take, the devil's going to roar at you. But let me tell you, listen to me, every step you take, his roar is going to get less and lower because the voice of God is going to get bigger and stronger and more confident in your life. And you're going to become more and more of a man and woman of God. Because every chain must break in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, every chain. Come on, one more time. Every chain, break the chain. Break every chain, break every chain,
1: break every chain.
0: now there's power in the tongue to bring life or death so we're gonna listen to me we're gonna speak to the heavenlies today listen to me and we're gonna look at our lion straight in its face we're gonna look at the devil straight in his face and we're gonna proclaim a lion chaser manifesto we're going to say, I will, I will, I will. By, the power of God. by the power of God. Everybody here today, we're going to say it together. Lion Chaser Manifesto. I want you to get out of your seat for a moment. Come, come as close as you can. Come on, get out of your seat. And are you ready? Here's our Lion Chaser Manifesto. Are you ready? Yes. I said, are you ready? Yes. I want you to say with me, I will, I will, I will. I will quit living as if the purpose of my life is to arrive safely at death I will set God-sized goals possess God-ordained passions go after a dream that is destined to fail without divine intervention I will Keep asking the questions, keep making the mistakes, keep seeking God, stop pointing out problems, I will become a part of the solution, I will stop repeating the past and start creating my future, I will stop playing, it's safe and start taking risks. I will accumulate experiences, consider the lilies, and criticize by creating. I will find every excuse to celebrate everything I can. I will live like today is the first day of my life And the last day of my life, I will not not let what's wrong with me keep me me from worshiping worshiping what's right about God. God. Hallelujah. I will burn sinful bridges, blaze new trails, worry less about what people think and more about what God thinks hallelujah come on somebody i will try i will not try to be what i'm not i will be myself laugh at myself quit holding out quit holding back and quit running away i will chase the lion
1: I will shake the lion. I will bring every chain bring every every chain Bring 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 every every chain Bring every chain bring every chain Break every chain.
0: Father, fill us with your Holy Spirit today. Come on, just say, fill me with your Spirit today, God. Come on, just begin to pray in the Spirit today. Let the Holy Ghost take over today. Take the. Take the power of the Spirit. Hallelujah, Jesus. God, empower me today with your Holy Spirit. Empower us with your Spirit, God. God, we need your power today, God. Please, God, don't let this be an emotional moment, God. Please, God. Lord, don't let us just get hyped for the moment, God. Help us to be lion chasers today, God. Face our fears, oh God. Break the chain, Lord God, of indecision, Lord God. Break the chain of lukewarmness. Break the chain, God, of compromise and sin in our life, God. Break the chain of sexual addictions, oh God, in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. Set the alcoholic free, God. Set the drug addicted person free, God. God, we release the bitterness and unforgiveness in our heart, God. Fill us, Lord, with your Holy Spirit. Break every chain. On your way out today, I want you, before you leave today. Man, I I just, I feel so good. I I feel like I'm in a mosh pit. I'm going to just jump right now. Are you ready? Are you crazy? My youth pastor one time, he did that at a youth rally. He jumped out and all the kids... I just saw that happening. Anybody gonna catch me? Who's going to hold up your pastor's arms today? Hallelujah. Break every chain. I just just want you to put your hand on the shoulder of the person in front of you. And I want you to pray a lion chase of prayer over those people right now. I want you to say, God, give them courage. God, give them courage to do what they have to do, God. God, to take risks in their life, God to trust you, God, to know, God, that you're gonna go in the lion's den with them, Lord, and you're gonna silence, you're gonna silence the roar of the lion, hallelujah. And God, that you would just do a work in their lives, God. Fill them with your Holy Ghost today, God, in the name of Jesus. Make them lion chasers today, God. We're not cowards. We're not cowards. I said we're not cowards. Hallelujah. We're filled with holy conviction. We're filled with holy boldness. We're filled with the Holy Ghost. Can you sing it one more time? Softly to the Lord. There is power in the name. There is power. In the name of Jesus. Power. There is power. In the name of Jesus. Hay poder. Hay poder. There is power. In the name of
1: Jesus. So break every chain. Break every chain. Break every chain. break. break.
0: Break every chain, break every, chain break every chain amen listen i've squeezed you out as much as i can today i got all my money's worth today as a preacher after the third service i'm going home i'm going to take a shower and i'm going to take the day off tomorrow I love you. Have a wonderful day in Jesus. Love you guys.